This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 344 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Ooh, I did not watch a ton, but okay. uh, I did finish a show and I did start a new show. So I'm assuming the show you finished was Grim. Oh, well, I mean, technically, yes, but there was another show I finished as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, seeing how you brought it up, yeah, I did finish Grim. Um, I kind of actually miss watching it. I'm not going to go back and start it over. Um, uh, part of me is glad the show didn't overstay its welcome because it very easily could have, like, say, Supernatural did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also felt like it – I'm not going to say – yeah, I guess it ended on a high. It ended on – like, I wanted to know more. I wanted to know about Rosalie and Monroe and their triplets and Nick and Adeline's romance and what's going on with Diana and what's going on with Kelly. Because we got that little, like, not a PS, but, like, in the future where Kelly's an adult and Diana, you know, Diana shows up at the trailer and she's like, oh, this is where you are. She, like, opens the weapons cache and grabs an axe or something and she's like mom and dad are waiting for us let's go and the triplets are going to meet us there as well mm-hmm. which you're like damn i kind of want to see that well when she so this is where it's confusing because diana's the one that says mom and dad and her dad is uh, renard not nick right but yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind a revival of the show. I think that I'd, I'd be. I'd be for that. But we shall see. What about you this week? Anything new? Finish anything up? Um. Because I know you guys work on a couple shows. Yep we uh, we just watched episode seven of Extraordinary, so we've got one left of that. It's a good show. Uh, again. I look forward to when you watch it, being able to talk about it. Um, we started season three of Mr. Robot. So episode oh, one. Wow. Yep. So you're really trucking, you're trucking along. Not as fast as we were, but yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause you know, we'd had that cliffhanger where Elliot gets shot. Yep. So, you know, now we're at the point where the, uh, the blackouts are happening and we get introduced to Bobby Cannibal's character, uh, the red wheelbarrow restaurant. Um, this is when they started having, um, like Angela's talking to Elliot and then she's talking to Mr. Robot. They actually have Christian Slater on screen as him. Uh, yeah. really enjoyed that aspect of things. 
So uh, Julie is very uh, bothered by the fact that Darlene is out walking around after, you know, last time we saw her, she was being questioned by um, Grace Gummer there, you know, the FBI agent, Dom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, saying basically work with me. And now she's uh, she's out walking around and Dark Army's shutting them down. She's like, why is she out walking around? You know, she worked with them. You know, that she's trying to. So I said, yeah, try being the rest of us and, you know, not going a week or two in between, but going pretty much a year in between seasons and thinking, did we miss something? Um, And other than that, I think everything else is what you and I watch. Well, see, there was a lot of Harry Potter this weekend, so. Um, I'm sure. uh, So you just started season three, you said? Yeah. Okay. I very much look forward to uh, hearing about Julia's reaction to uh, season one of episode, uh, episode one of season four when Angela's taken out. For some reason, I was thinking that that was episode one of this season. So when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I actually thought it was at first, too. And then I was like, oh, he's not mentioning it. So I went and looked real quick, and it is season episode one of season four. And that makes sense because there's a lot more that we have to unpack there before we get to that point. So, yeah. I'm also very much – and I didn't give away anything, but I I told her that there is an episode that plays out like a play. And I'm very much looking forward to that episode. Ooh, yeah, that is a episode. That was a great episode. Um, Yeah. So I think those are the only ones that we watch separate. Mm. Oh, well, uh, you're not watching it right now, but we did finish up the first part of season four of you. Oh, yeah. Real good, is it? It is. Uh, but Julia agrees if you want Kate to watch it, definitely start at season one. Because okay. like, this one definitely has some callbacks, mostly to season two and three, but it does have some callbacks to season one as well. So it would be... Uh, it would be confusing and she'd be like, what's that mean? What does that mean? So do yourself a favor. Okay. All right. I'll keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched episode number uh, seven of Poker Face, the future of sport. Did you we watch did this one? Yes. Okay. So this was interesting to me because this is one of those like um, – we're going to take some liberties with things because it's essentially uh, track uh, r- car racing, mm-hmm. except it's not NASCAR level racing, even though the drivers are kind of like the like the Tim Blake Nelson driver. It's kind of being portrayed like a NASCAR driver with all the money he makes on sponsorships mm-hmm. and his house and his, all that stuff like that. Whereas the uh, the kid that drove the white car. um. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, where he's trying to find a sponsor. And he talks about how he doesn't make shit on the short tracks, et cetera, et cetera. That adds up. What What did they call them? It was like late model cars. That's the That's the style of car they're driving is late. Okay. Models. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. When that episode started, I was like, oh, this is Mike's world. He's going to know about this. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, like it was a good episode. Um I thought the intriguing part of this story was that we had, well, hey, nobody died. So that's a first. Mm-hmm. 
but we had multiple layers of uh, treachery going on. You know, we had, you know, Tim Blake Nelson being a, you know, losing his mojo and trying to rig his opponent's car. We have the opponent who I, I kind of, I thought it was interesting when he looked under the hood, he saw what was, how the vehicle was tampered with and he left it. And then we see the car crash and then we get the flashback that it's, you know, our, our main driver there. Um, it's his daughter. Cause he let it, her drive his car, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause that tricked immediately, made, well, tricked her into it. Yeah. But that <laughs> immediately made her giant, him a giant piece of shit. Typically yeah. does characters try, uh, a piece of crap. Uh, yes, he does come out and confess what happened, but it's not really redemption. It's more like he only did it cause his daughter got hurt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause, because when he saw the car crash, he had a big shit-eating grin on his face. Like, oh, is he hurt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it wasn't until Charlie confronted him and then his wife was like, what's this all about? That suddenly he decided to confess because yeah, she's like, we need to get out in front of this, basically, is what I assume was the conversation. Yeah. Um, uh what was I going to say? You know, how how was broadcast? Um, oh, the car being sabotaged. Um, I know they sort of addressed it of when the cars get inspected and everything, but it never, it would have been inspected before it was ever let on the track. Yeah. Before yeah. even warm up, you know? Just because it was yeah. hidden under the carburetor, like, it right. wasn't hidden under the carburetor, sorry, it was hidden under the air filter. Yeah. I did like how uh, Charlie basically gave him some some mojo as far as like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, she woke up. She's fine. She's going to be back on the track and kicking your ass and yada, yada, yada. And and you kind of saw his hand shaking a little bit before he took off, just like we saw Tim Blake Nelson's. Yeah, um, he lost his flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that was good. Um, but, yeah, they absolutely would have caught it was the sabotage. It was very interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. Um like I posed the question to Julie. I was like, who who is committed for the crime here? You know, who is guilty? Because yeah. Tim Blake Nelson it, at first, yeah, he's guilty because he sabotaged yep. the car. So he is liable for all of that. Um but then, you know, A, his daughter wouldn't press charges against him. So if she's not going to press charges, is there going to be a crime that's reported? However, when we then, if you could get him to to admit it, um, yeah. if we then factor in that the kid knew that it was sabotaged and, and encouraged her to get in the car. It's not like she fought him and he was like, oh, she overpowered me. Like he no. challenged her to get in there and take a lap. Exactly. So, so then you could say that he's now guilty of a crime even though he didn't tamper with it he knew that it was a defective thing and he knew that it yeah. could hurt her plus yeah. he tampered with the seatbelt that's the thing he tampered with the seatbelt so it wouldn't really so so it released right. when yes. it shouldn't have yep so yeah it's uh, it was an interesting episode especially with no real law enforcement to speak of involved yep yeah and um, basically all she did was you know screw him over in his flow in his group yeah 
But we got three episodes left, and I am really digging this show. I am, too. I'm glad we're getting a second season. Me, too. Um, it was cool the way that they flipped this one because, um, you know, when the episode first starts and you watch the two of them, you're like, oh, Tim Blake Nelson is kind of the victim here. This young upstart is being a real dick. You know, he ripped up his mailbox and he's being a real just absolute cocksucker. Um, yeah. But then when you flip back and you see Charlie's side and his mom and, you know, how he's like being nice to the kids and giving him rides in the car, you're like, oh, he's. He, he has some anger issues, but he's also a really nice guy and he's just trying to do the right thing. Yep. But then he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of yo-yoing on the characters. And again, who's the there's really no redeemable of the two main characters. There's, there's no redeemable ability between either one of them. Nope. Again, Tim Blake Nelson only came forward and apologized and said what he said because his daughter got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Glad we still have three more episodes. Glad we're getting a second season uh, between this and The Last of Us. Those are the two like kind of must-watch shows for Kate and I. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Well, I would actually throw Ghosts in there as well. Oh yeah, no, I would agree with that because this week's episode with Thor and and, and um, Sunflower, right? Flower. Flower. Yep. Just Flower. Uh, going on their date finally. Uh, that was fantastic. And then her like pretending to not remember the date. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yep. And then her and then Thorfinn demanding they replay the date. And I like how Jay's just like, you got to put your foot down on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, she's like, I know I should. I know I should. It's just it's just so hard. So what do you think is going <laughs> to happen? Well, I, I, I think, you know, we're going to have to reschedule our date, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Jay being forced to try the testicles two nights in a row. Oh, yeah, because oh. he made he, he spent a bunch of money making this dishes for them to smell. Yeah. So um, I did. I did enjoy the hell out of it, you know, and then we have. Um, oh, I love the end when Thor's playing like security guard. So Jay and Sam can finally have the romantic dinner together because they have to eat it at home because. Jay's favorite restaurants now blockballed them for canceling twice the last minute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I like how, like, but I, I just need to talk to her for a second. And, you know, Pete's like, I'm feeling lonely. I just want to go sit next to Jay and, you mm-hmm. know, on and on and on. And Jay's just like, man, this is so great. It's so peaceful. And all you can hear is the ghost screaming in the background. Like, I do love those dichotomies when Jay's in the room with them and he has to pretend he can't hear them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're like being funny or obnoxious or whatever it is they're doing. Like I just, he, Jay is like I think my favorite character on the show. Yeah, and, and he just—I don't know—I I love everything about him. I love the fact that he can just like play it off that he's not hearing everything going on there, and his little quips, you know, where he's like, "Of course I care about the ghost, but hun, you know, this is about us too." He's—he's uh, he's funny. He's he goes along with everything, you know, despite the yeah. fact that, um, <laughs> Oh, that doesn't sound good for us or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I hate these long silences. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, they're doing like Pete's doing his, uh, on the first date or whatever, Pete's doing his, um, improv and, and the, everyone's laughing and Jay's just sitting there and Sam's like, well, it was really good. But, but I mean, well, how much longer is this? He said, he's only got a 45 minute set. 
Uh, <laughs> yep. um, yeah, it's a, it's a great show. It is. Um, the uh, even the B story, like it was, it was good, and it's set up basically so that this will be an ongoing theme for a while. I think with Nigel basically snubbing Hetty because yes, Nigel's the boyfriend, Hetty's the best friend, and yeah. the two of them just. They both want Isaac and not as in like they both want him sexually. They both want him like to themselves, essentially. So it's going to be fun watching that play out now that Nigel has moved into the house and is officially a resident there. Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I did enjoy how that played out as well. And we got to see Nancy from the basement. Yes, I like how you know, she just. She just pops in here and there and does her little comedic thing, be as nasty as she can be, and then just is gone. I like that. Who's that? That's Lord for the final, for like the third <laughs> time. That's Lord Covington of blah, 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 blah. That's, who's that who's bad guy? guy? That is Lord Covington. He took his hat off. Like, I just. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know how many more episodes we have this season. I just know I enjoy the hell out of the show. Me too. Yep. Um, see, I know I finished Velma. Did you guys finish that up or even start? Uh, it? No, still haven't started it yet. Okay. Well, it's all, all the episodes are up. I have not watched um, episode two of hunters. Not sure if I'm going to, I know every time I look on my phone, I've got that little app there, you know, uh, TV time that tells me what's available. It's like hunters. And I'm like, Hmm. I know I really liked the first season, but yep. knowing that it's canceled, knowing that we've got this and nothing else, I'm like, ah, oh, do I commit to it? Do I get into it? I, I don't, I don't know. It's like we haven't, we haven't not picked up and watched any new episodes of 1923 yet, and we both agree, like, ah, oh, I just need to be in the right frame of mind or in the right mood or just yeah. the right whatever to to pick that up again. Yep. Uh, but. I did finish uh, Wednesday. Oh, what'd you think? Um, I don't think I'd ever care about going back and watching it again. Fair enough. Um, I didn't dislike it by any means. I did like it. Okay. But like, you know, Stranger Things, I've gone back and watched a couple of times because I think there's some nostalgia feel to it. And it's actually a, a decent story, you know. Um even though you hate Mike seasons after season one. Um, but yeah, like if they do a season two, well, they are doing a season two, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably check it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it didn't, uh, it didn't knock my socks off by any means. Okay. I quite enjoyed it. Um, but that's, what's great about our podcast is, mm -hmm. you know, different things that different people like. I mean, it's definitely a different take on the character. Um, yes. The, uh, I don't, the, 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 who ended up being the, the female daughter there, the bad girl. I'm not going to say what, who's that was just blatantly obvious. I know <laughs> the, um, the red herring of the therapist and everything, uh -huh. or then of the headmaster's even as well. But like, no, this is obviously who this is. Right. Yeah. And it and it is kind of cool that Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday in the movies, 
was yep. on this. Yep. <clears throat> and I heard they tried to get the actress that played Wednesday in the original black and white series to do a cameo of some kind as well. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, anyhow, uh, I, I, I did finish that up and I did enjoy it. Nice. Um, I um, finally saw that Alaska Daily's coming back. I know you don't watch it, but like it's been off TV since like November. Oh wow! And it is, um, I did see a commercial for it. Actually, I I take that back. That's not an oh wow. That's like oh okay. So it's been off since November. I mean, I I know a number of shows that are like that where it's you know they go off for a while. John Oliver does that, you know, where he'll just be gone for like six months and then come back. Well, November 17th was the last episode of the, that was when they aired the first six. And then it looks like March 2nd, it comes back. So, so you were worried that they weren't coming back. Well, I just, it's not worried as much as like, okay, well there's no ending. And I have heard absolutely nothing can find nothing anywhere that says was the show canceled. Is it on a hiatus? How many episodes is it supposed to be? Like there was just, it was like radio silence on it. Mm-hmm. So that was my, I think that actually piqued my curiosity more than the actual storyline of the TV show. Because at this point, it's been long enough, three and a half months by the time it comes back. Yep. Yeah, that I'm going to need a last time on or the road <laughs> so far right? Uh, to catch me up on what's going on. Um, yeah. Connors is good. Uh, CSI Vegas, some good episodes. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Uh, I finally watched episode three of this season of Criminal Minds, and <sighs> not great. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing. Actually, the 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 A storyline of the serial killer network is very good, oh. very intriguing, and compelling. It's the B storyline that there's a new deputy director that hates the BAU and wants it shut down and is trying to sabotage them. What? Um, what? Like, it's nonsensical. Because for the 15th season the show was on, the BAU was, like, one of the most prized and coveted, you know, um, sections is not the word I want. But, like, specialty teams of the FBI as this behavioral analysis units that goes after the worst of the worst and everything like that. And they are all like the perception is, is that they are a, you know, it's a highly coveted department within the Bureau. And yet in this season, it's made to seem like every corner, they're constantly fighting just to stay around. And it just, it's to me, that's nonsensical based on how it was always been presented, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah, I mean, that that immediately brings to mind two things. One is government bureaucracy. Um, but then if it was a good twist storyline, then it would turn out that that deputy director is actually a criminal of some sort. And, and maybe he is down so that they can't trace things back to him. But just the fact that he could even have a mic, they could even be worried that he could shut them down. Is right. nonsensical because yeah. the whole profiler was created. The whole the whole idea of having a profiler or profilers who can figure out these serial killers or these criminals, or whatever, was started by the FBI. Why would they suddenly want to do away with the highly coveted and valuable resource like that? 
Right. No, you that know, makes like, sense. That, so that's why it's like this is it, – it'd be like um, – It'd be like the state police shutting down their special re- special response team or SWAT team, whatever you want to call it, or the NYPD deciding to do away with the SWAT team. Well, we don't need that. <laughs> or let's do yeah. away with homicide detectives. We don't need them anymore. We can just have burglary detectives take care of those homicides or, or beat cops. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's pretty like, much the same thing anyway, right? Right. Exactly. Like that. That's to me why it doesn't make sense. And I think that's annoyingly distracting to me because I don't feel like in the real world that that would ever happen or ever be an issue. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, my reaction was the same. Like, what? No, can't can't see it happening. Yep. Did you uh, did you watch Night Court this week? Oh, you know what? I did not. I did not watch that, nor if there was a new Quantum Leap, I did not watch that either. There wasn't any Quantum Leap. Um, Night Court, I'm just going to say, kids show up and take over the courtroom. Oh, I did see a little bit of that. I did watch a little bit of it, and they, like, rallied, staged a protest in the courtroom, and, and yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't care for it. I, uh... say yeah i the show is a sitcom and it's the lowest form of sitcom in my opinion you know the kind with the cheesy laugh track and the over the top disturbingly dumb jokes things like that i watch it for the nostalgia but honestly it's if they have more like this forget about it um yeah no i i agree with you on that i i'm I will eventually check them out here probably this week sometime because I do I am low on new shows to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um So um yeah. what was the other one? Oh, did you watch Young Rock? Chest I to did. Chest. I did watch that episode of Young Rock Chest to Chest. Um Um now, you would say yeah. early on that Lars was a fake character. No, no, no. Lars Anderson's a real character. He was okay, part of the okay. Anderson family. He went to Hawaii. He took over as Booker promoter. Uh, the part where Dewey goes after Lars and swears at him in the locker room and everything at the night of the tribute show. I've read about that in Rock's book. That's a legitimate thing that happened. I love that they superimposed that picture up there in the ring. Yeah, he's like, yes, yep, that's what happened that night. <laughs> that's the actual photo. And yes, those are the white pants I wore. Um, I'm glad that they finally crossed that over. You know, he's like, I went through a growth spurt and then we get back to the other actor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the episode. I also watched the previous week's episode, uh, where he gets into acting for the first time and how they started him out on deep space nine. I'm sorry, Voyager. Oh no, no, the net and then Voyager. And then that 70s show when in fact it was reverse order. Yeah, yeah, you had mentioned that, so I was like, I can't wait for him to see this and make sure I didn't read it wrong, but yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Rocky Johnson was ever up for uh, Jesse Ventura's role in, in The Predator or not. <laughs> I, I'm not either. It seemed like a funny kind of thing. I could see it, although they had Carl Weathers, so, you know, two big, strong... Uh, 
I don't know. Like everybody in there was a muscle head. I get it. Yeah. But I don't think that they needed multiple professional wrestlers at the time. So no, I don't know. No, they didn't. No, it would have been Jesse Ventura. Sorry, Jesse Ventura in place of him. So that would have canceled out the wrestlers. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Feel like all I got is that. all I got is uh, Last of Us and uh, Picard. I think at this point. Yep. Yep. Same here. Okay. Uh, did you watch any new movies? I watched one movie. Did you watch any movies? I watched two complete movies. Okay. And how many well, partial? A few. Okay. Like nothing to write home about, but like, oh, Rocky was on, so that was on for a little while, and then this was on, this is on. But I only watched two movies complete, beginning and one I'd seen before, hadn't seen in a long time, Smoking Aces. Oh wow! God, I haven't seen that forever. It was on like Action Max or something at the hotel last night, so we watched that. And then um, bomb around time this morning before we get hit the road, we watched. Um, a uh, girl with the pearl earring. Wow. Okay. It's a period piece in 1655 over the a painting some eccentric painter did of this girl wearing a pearl earring in a yep. headdress or whatever. And so um, that was decent. That was decent enough. You know, now, did you say you watched the whole of that or just part of it? That was a whole watch. You know, my okay. wife watched Smoking Aces and this was kind of the payback. <laughs> nice. Not the payback, but like she definitely liked this more than I did. I definitely like Smoking Aces more than she did. Fair enough. But those are my only two movies. What's your movie? Uh we had a date night and yeah. we went to the theater for the first time ever as a couple. Um and we watched Ant Man of the Wasp Quantumania. And what'd you think? So there's two parts to this. The first part is the theater experience. Cause you know, I went with you to see uh, Halloween kills, but other than that, I really haven't been to the theater. Yeah. Um, and that was in Waterville, which is a different experience than Augusta for sure. Yeah. So the movie started at six, the movie actually started at, I believe six thirty-two, between trailers and commercials. I mean, they had ads on in between the trailer. And I literally looked down at my watch at one point and I went, yeah, movie started at six. It's six twenty three. And she's like, yep. I was like, I don't, I, I remember this. Um, the, okay. So the theater experience was an experience. Um, I remember back in the day, it was so exciting to dress up, to get there like hours ahead of time, to be there in the perfect seats, watching it on the big screen, you know, uh, just, Everything about it was like, yeah, I can't wait to go to the movies. Um, now it was more like we agreed afterwards. We're like, it wasn't bad, but, you know, I like being able to pause the movie. I like being able to say, hey, did you hear about this? Or, you know, what they're referencing here is this or get up and go to the bathroom and not have to you know, rush because you're going to miss it. Um, not have people sitting right directly next to you texting on their phone that, uh, you know, you can't avoid. So That's rude. Yeah. Now, did you mean rude as in R-U-D-E or rude as in rude <laughs> does that during the uh, movies? Because I'm pretty sure I've seen him do that. Um, yeah, he has. 
but yeah, so it was it was nice to have a date night out. It was nice to get out of the house. To Did you guys go something. to Regal? You said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't anything like, oh my god, I missed this so much. Oh, this is so wonderful. I'm so glad that we did this. It was it was nice to have a date night. It was nice to be there with her. Um, but it definitely was not one of those like I need to go re up my Regal membership and come back here every week and you know, it just Yeah. Yeah. It's just not so. worth it. And then as far as the movie goes, you haven't seen it. It's brand new to everybody. Um, so I will uh, – no spoilers. I will go broad. I will say uh, it was okay. Um, it had some good parts. Uh, it had some good humor. Um, nothing to write home about. Nothing that was like, oh, my God. Dude, you got to see this. Uh, it's – it's got two PS scenes, you know, one mid credit, one end credit. Uh, uh, do they both build on future movies or future MCU? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and other than that, that I mean, like I said, I want to avoid spoilers. I want to. I don't want to get too deep because you haven't seen it. Most people haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. I would definitely. It's not going to be in my top five Marvel movies. Um, okay. It's it's not in my bottom five either, but yeah. it's it's it was a middling movie, unfortunately. So uh, that's kind of depressing. It kind of is. That's kind of depressing. Okay. Yeah, but but don't worry, we got trailers for Shazam: Fury of the Gods that's no longer relevant to the DC universe. Uh, we got the Flash trailer, which you know is destroying the DC universe, and we got Guardians of the Galaxy three, which is destroying the guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> so that comes out in May, right? I believe so. Yeah. Would it be beneficial to see Ant-Man before guardians? Is there anything uh, that you saw in so. Ant-Man or in the PSs that you'd be like, Oh, you should see that before you go see guardian. E- I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. Like, that's one thing I will say is that this movie almost exclusively takes place in the quantum realm. Like there is not an hour buildup to get them there. It happens within like the first, I'd say 10 minutes of the movie. And then the whole rest of it plays out in the quantum realm. So this is really the quantum realm. So I can't imagine the guardians having anything to do with that. Isn't guardians out in May. I think so. A fifth. Okay, yeah. Ant-Man won't hit Disney Plus until July, I was reading. So probably will, ha- yeah, probably will have to go to the theater to see Ant-Man before I go see Guardians just to stay in continuity. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, it's too bad that your movie, going th- movie theater going experience was so negative because, hey, I know how much you love, loved the movies. Yes. Yep. Um, and going to the movies, but it's it's, and I still have that passion of wanting to see certain movies on the big screen, or at the drive-in or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, people got to ruin shit. And I still do enjoy an event, you know. Yeah. Uh, if they say that they're going to do the Doctor Who 
60th anniversary special in Brunswick like they did last time, we're going to get tickets. You know, that that'll be a fun thing to do because absolutely surrounded by other Whovians. Um, so be prepared for that. If um, if there's a drive in double feature that looks really good, you know, absolutely. Yeah. But something like this, like, uh, again, I'm if I'm being honest, I've got a 65 inch TV. You know, I've got surround sound with a nice yeah. subwoofer. I can pause. I can eat my own snacks in peace. I can go up and pee. Uh, we can have a conversation. Um, so there's just there's a lot more benefit to watching at home. But that also means staying at home more. So I do like getting out. Right. It's nice to get out. Even if you're only getting out to go to the movies, you're out of the house for a couple hours doing something different. Yeah, because honestly, like with this one, we uh we had made the plan. We're like, okay, we're going to hit a six o'clock movie. And then afterwards we'll have some dinner and, uh, you know, dinner. Oh yeah. I remember you talking like, yeah, but we ended up getting a large popcorn and we smuggled in a bunch of candy from five below. And, uh, so by the time we got out of the movie, we're like, we're full, like, yeah, let's just go home. And yeah, that was worth it. (laughs) Cool. Um, trailers and news and such there wasn't a lot this week i mean i'll admit i wasn't really uh checking the news feeds that often yeah um, yeah no i know what you mean yeah no i guess um, i did send some stuff earlier in the week Usually. yeah like uh let's see here uh the children of the corn official red brand trailer hey i didn't know we were getting another one it's a reboot yes because you know we can reboot those short stories of Stephen King's a million times over. Um, I, is this going to be in theaters? Probably. Okay. I don't, I, I don't care about it, but I saw it. And so I was like, well, maybe Mike will be interested. Cause I know you and Johnny really like collecting horror movies. Um, I do. I do enjoy it. Yes. But. So it is getting a theatrical release March 3rd, so never mind. But apparently, um, it's supposed to be going to streaming. Hmm. It's going to have an 18-day theatrical window, and then it's going to streaming. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not surprised, you know, there. And it probably will be selective theaters. I can't imagine that Regal's going to be like, yes, get us in on that 18-day window of Children of the Corn. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, Let's see here. Operation Fortune. Yeah. Jason, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Yep. So you know Statham's going to be in it. Yep. I think it looks great. Oh, I do too. Aubrey Plaza, like. Yeah. um, Yeah, no, I think it looks really good, so I'm here for it. Nice action movie. It's a guy, like you said, Guy Ritchie. So it's going to be action adventure, probably some twists. Uh, dialogue is snappy. Yep. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, we got a teaser trailer, which is literally all that I need for season three of Ted Lasso. And it was yeah, just, I don't need anything more than that. No. It was different main characters writing out the word believe on different pieces of paper in their own style. Uh, yep. And then they're hanging up above the lockers and, you know, you got Beard and 
Ted looking at it. And it just, it warmed my heart. And I just went to Julia and I was like, look, I just saw the third trailer, the third season trailer. We need to watch this show. Like we need to, cause I've seen it all, but she hasn't seen any of it. And I'm like, we need to go back and we need to rewatch the first two seasons before the third season comes out because it's a fucking great show. Yeah. That'll be a fun rewatch. Yeah. And it's, this is their last season. They know it going into it. So, which is always nice. Not yep. that the show's going away, but we know that we have a, a, f- a finality to it. Exactly. Yes. And so when they know that they have a finality, they can actually write it the way that they want to, instead of like, Oh, it was canceled. We never got a chance to finish our story. I had six more, you know, seasons under my belt. Um, you, sh- you shared some Kevin Feige Marvel Studios Spider-Man X-Men Fantastic Four news. Yeah, he basically just blurted out a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. He, he said that they're working right now on the fourth Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. Um, yeah, they're scripting it. Yep. Uh, Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross will be the president of the United States in Captain America New World Order. Uh, they. Uh, yep. He was saying that he feels that the frequency and speed of Marvel TV shows is too fast. He wants to spread it out in upcoming seasons. So he wants them to be like a little bit less here and there, you know, like not kind of like with Disney Plus. We made the comment where we're like, oh, as soon as one show ends, we've got another one. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to space them out more. He wants to space them out more. Um he, uh, what else did he say? Yeah. He said that they have the story for Spider-Man. Um, they're slowing down the pacing. He was talking, he very briefly talked about, um, the fantastic four. He said, you know, there's certainly been versions of the fantastic four, but never inhabiting the storyline of the MCU. And that's something that's really exciting for us. So, yeah, they're they're really trying to make sure that they do it right. Same thing with X-Men, you know, uh, they announced that uh, Deadpool three will be R rated and they named an actress who's going to play the villain, but they haven't talked about who she is as a villain. Uh, They push back the Marvels. He was sitting there talking about how great it's going to be and how Kamala Khan is basically um, stealing the show, but that it's now pushed back till later in the year. But they gave us a poster for it, so that's nice. It's a good-looking yeah. poster. You know, you got Photon, you got Captain Marvel, and then you got Kamala. Love it. Oh, let's see. For some reason, they're doing... Oh, sorry, I almost skipped over it. Uh, Poker Face Season 2. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Uh, Extraploitations. I didn't watch this trailer because it got lost in the shuffle with some other stuff that came out, and I didn't oh. it, so I was scrolling through right now. What is that about? Well, it's extrapolations. Um, Extraploitations. You're right. Extrapolations. Extrapolations. Um, It's basically the way that they described it. They said that it's a lot of um, Hollywood stars that are reacting to uh, global warming. And I thought that meant that this was like an activist kind of movie or like a, uh, you know, uh, what's his name there? I want to say Al Green, but it wasn't him. You know, basically the uh, vice president. Who Al that. Gore. Al Gore. There we go. You know, but it's not. It's supposed to be set in the future. Um, 
It's got Edward Norton. It's got a bunch of stars. And they're basically like the world has gone to shit. Um, global warming happened. Everything that we feared. And uh, you see different people, you know, some activists, some people who are poor, some people who are rich. Uh, it's a sci-fi thriller. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it says an anthology series that depicts the effects of climate change on the planet through various different points of views through interconnected stories. So, all right. Yeah, and, and I, like I said, I thought at first it was going to be like a documentary or something, but it's not. <clears throat> Uh, for some reason, I Am Legend 2 is moving ahead. I don't I, care. Like, I thought that this was a joke. Remember last week when we were talking about, uh, like, survival stuff, and I said, oh, that one movie, it doesn't even matter. I don't care. I was talking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw this, and I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? They're making a second one? Yeah, that just doesn't, that doesn't, we don't need anything. We don't need that. That's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paramount prices, Paramount Plus is raising their prices when they merge with Showtime <laughs> by like a okay. dollar. I know it's not even; it's actually less money than if you subscribe to Paramount Plus with the Showtime add-on. Yeah, which yeah. that's why I got rid of the Showtime add-on. They know how they're doing it right. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. Um, don't need to see the trailer; just gonna go watch it. Yep, yep. It was uh, it was a trailer for John Wick. Love and Death, based on a true story of uh, Candy, I think it's Candy Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, the uh, housewife down in Texas in 1980 that uh, had an affair and committed a murder and looks fun. Looks it's interesting. A, it does. It looks great. Uh, odd pairing. Elizabeth Olsen and um, why am I blanking on his name? I know who you're talking about, but yeah, not a pair. I think be the we. Yeah, just not a pair. I think would I, I could I really picture together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say he's the uh, the swollen Matt Damon, but I know I I enjoy him as an actor actually. Oh, oh my God, so much. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, I want to interject here. You must have seen this, too, at the theater. Um, I, I saw that trailer for Air, the story of the Air Jordans. I saw that trailer on TV. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. During the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, ben Affleck with a uh, jerry curl or a uh, perm or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't need to see this. No, I don't need to see it either. I, I really don't. There's just nothing. like not for nothing. Uh, the Tetris movie doesn't do anything for me. Oh, I want to see this because it's based on the true story of how this one guy managed to basically um, get Tetris buy the rights from the Russian guy for Tetris and then sell it to Nintendo for their Game Boy. Uh it just, it looks great. It looks like the most 80s thing I've seen in forever. I love Taron Egerton. Uh, I will watch the shit out of this. Let me know how it is. I sure will. Because <laughs> if you say, no, it's really, really great, then I, I would probably be more apt to check it out. Yeah. Um, Richard Belzer died. Yep. He is very infamous for being a actor that played a character not only for a very long period of time, but it crossed over into so many yeah. shows. Uh-huh. 
Um, a couple that don't even make any sense, too. Let's see here. Where is it? John Munch. So he's most well known for Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that he. Hold on, let's see. Here we go. He appeared on Homicide Life on the Streets first from 93 to 2000. Then he was on, well, he was on, uh, yeah, from 93 uh, until 1999 and then the movie in the year 2000. And then he appeared on a few episodes of Law and Order, the original Law and Order run, episode season 6, 8, 9, and 10, about an episode apiece. And then Law and Order Special Victims Unit, he was on there from episode one all the way through. Uh, season one, episode one through season 15, and then a special appearance in season 17. Um, right after Life on the right after Homicide Life on the Streets, it's like the John Munch character moved. Um, what was that? Chicago, I think it was. Homicide Life on the Streets. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Moved okay. from Baltimore to, you know, New York and got a job with the LAPD. I mean, uh, NYPD. And then he was one episode of Law and Order Trial by a Jury. But still, now this is four shows he's played the same character on. Uh, and then he was in an episode of Arrested Development as John Munch, The X-Files on Fox, a TV show called The Beat that was on UPN, that old network. Uh, he was on an episode of The Wire, American Dad. Uh, two episodes of 30 Rock, um, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's been, Uh, when they're watching, when they're watching a fictional takeoff, a fictional, uh, version, like a takeoff story of law and order spinoff. And he's, his characters on it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just wild that he played that one character. On all of those shows, 10 different television shows over multiple networks, NBC, ABC, HBO, UPN, CBS, Fox. I wonder if he holds some kind of record. There probably there has to be there has to be some some kind. But yeah, so that's just that's what fascinates me. I think that's what he's most. And then on the wrestling side of the world, he's also well known for hosting a talk show that Hulk Hogan was appearing on. And uh, Hogan putting him in a front face lock and him not telling Hogan, like, hey, all right, loosen up or whatever. And said he Hogan choked him out. And when he let him go, he just fell down, cracked his head open on the floor and sued Hogan WWE <laughs> for a bunch of money. And damn one and bought a Italian villa over in Italy and, and, and on the cover of like Time or whatever, Newsweek, some magazine like that. He was like, thanks, Hulk Hogan, for my, you know, da, 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 da. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, way to make the best of a bad situation, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. We uh, we also got the news this week that Bruce Willis has dementia, some sort of frontal lobe dementia. Yep, they thought that he had. Um, uh, God, what was it? Aphasia before that, and then they came out and said, "No, it's progressed. It's it's dementia and." Probably won't see him acting again. Probably won't. That's yeah, he's retired bad. from acting. He's absolutely yeah. retired from acting. That's too bad. Uh, all right. So we're we're going to talk about Picard now. Unless you, I, I'm assuming you're out of news and trailers. I am out of news. Yep. 
Okay. So if you don't want to hear about Picard and Last of Us, we'll talk to you next week. Otherwise, did you watch Picard? Uh, I sure did. Okay, because I you hadn't said if you had her yet. I messaged you the other day, just Picard with all kinds of exclamation points. Uh-huh. And you said, I can't wait to watch it. Yes, I hadn't seen it at that point. Uh, I actually watched it today. Okay. I wanted it fresh in my head. Okay. So, just <clears throat> one word. What did you think? Just one word. Yep. Um, hmm. Amazing. I was going to say fantastic. Uh, but uh, multiple words. I love it. Yes. Like this show has not disappointed. Nope. Well, it has um, not. Oh, it's just we got to see uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher. Right off the bat. Yeah. As she's under her, the ship, she's on under attack. We see her son. Or we see a, a male figure, which we find out is her son later. Not Wesley Crusher, of course. Right. Jack. Because he's off being an immortal. Yeah. Um, fun fact right. here. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Jack also appears as a character in a couple of episodes in season four of You. He plays a guy named Reese. Okay. But yeah, so this episode is called The Next Generation, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um Bev's been hurt. She sends an SOS to to Jean-Luc Picard, basically saying, do not tell Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like seeing Picard and Laris still together, and they're packing up the, his his vineyard because they're going to head off to Charles Hawk 4. Um, of course, she gets he gets the message, and immediately she's like, nope, you need to go take care of this. You need to close this door. Um. Yeah, we get Riker. Riker has a plan. We're gonna Riker, Riker go always has a plan. Yeah, because Riker is Riker. We're gonna go to the USS Titan and we're gonna talk to the new captain, uh, who apparently hates them, and say, "Hey, we're here for a surprise inspection." <laughs> uh, yeah. What'd you think of, of Captain Shaw? I love that actor, Todd Stashwick. I love him. He is always such a piece of shit. Like I, yes, I, I really felt he was unnecessarily aggressive towards them. But he always is. He like he always plays that character who thinks yeah. he's better, smarter, uh, more put together, um, and it's just it's phenomenal. But yeah, I. I agree. He was a little too much in this. Um, I mean, the disrespect right from the get go. And he's like, oh, the captain would like you to join for dinner later. Oh, OK. And then they go to have dinner with him and he's already eating. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, I you know, your reputation preceded you so much that I figured I'd start. You were your reputation was already in the room. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, I hope this is not someone's being not someone's not being insubordinate or blowing things up or crashing starships. I'm sure this is going to be boring for you. It's mm-hmm. like he was offended they were on his ship. Um, but yet I do find it hard to believe that they got away with the scheme of doing a surprise inspection mm-hmm. and they're going to take the starship out and 
Shaw didn't check with Starfleet to make sure that this was a valid inspection. Um, they didn't have to get clearance to leave the dock docking station, especially just days before, you know, the uh, anniversary celebration, whatever it was they were doing. Um, so that I did have a little like, come on. Yes. Um, that was a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. Seeing Seven as a commanding officer was a stretch, and she acknowledges that. You know, she's like, I didn't want to be here. I shouldn't have been here. You and Janeway basically convinced me to join Starfleet. I'd yeah. be doing better if I was out there on my own. Um, but, you know, they threw her right into a first officer role, and she, uh, yeah. one of the first things that she does on this new ship is disobey a direct order. Yeah. Yep. And takes Riker and, and Picard out to the coordinates they want to go to so they could take a, a shuttle out to try to get um, Beverly. And, I like um, the uh, reference there with the Hellbird. Is that what they said? Yeah, the Hellbird. And he's like, oh, when you were incapacitated, he's like, oh, yeah, when I was Locutus. Um, he's like, they got in there and they messed with our systems. They added three to every digit. He's like, so if we add three to every digit, it actually moves the coordinates over here. Yep. Yep, no, you're right. That was good. That was good. Um, yeah. Uh, so they show up. They get on the ship. They meet Jack. Beverly's injured. And then a giant um, enemy it, ship, if you will, appears. Yeah. Yeah. It's It doesn't look like anything that we've seen before. Yep. Those aliens were odd that were attacking Beverly and her ship. Yeah. Um, we uh, we also saw Rafi was that was the some, kind of the the B story was her yeah her uh, some undercover work yeah looking for this quantum tunneling device which well she finds it sorta <laughs> it reminded me of the game Portal because basically she's like oh the red woman and she goes there yeah. and it's a Starfleet uh. I don't know if it's an academy or if it's just a base of operations or something, but it's a beautiful Starfleet building. And then an orange ring appears out of it or around it. And the whole thing sinks into the ground and you're like, Oh wow. They just nuked the ground. And well, then like a mile or so away. Yeah. The Poor orange ring in, opens the sky. in the sky. And the whole and thing just, falls down. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yes. Yeah. So like you said, quantum tunneling device, um, but yeah, there's still, I like that they still touched upon her being, you know, last season when she had the, uh, drug problem. And so she's basically undercover as an addict and she kind of struggles with, yeah, you know, because she keeps buying drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep her and, cover. And for now she's throwing them away, but yeah, that could be a struggle later on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a legitimate, like, yeah, uh, we got to meet Jordy's daughter. Who's the new ensign? Uh, I yeah. love how how Riker was completely clueless and crass, and he was like, "Didn't you have a nickname at the academy?" And she's like, "I don't know. It was a long time ago." And Picard's like, "Will? No, no. Yeah. It was a uh, crash LaForge because you crashed a shuttle." She's like, "Yeah, well." And he's like, "Twice." <laughs> yeah, definitely ob- oblivious to the uh, the the cues of like uh, read the room. Yeah. Speaking of read the room, when uh, when seven 
disobeyed the order and the captain came on the deck and he's like, are you, you just got, you know, you lost your command. Like you, you, you're done here. I want a full report on this. It looked like everybody else was not happy with him. Like, yes, they definitely all seem to be on seven of nine side. And I, my, my guess is he's just a, a dictator asshole and no one likes yeah. him. Yeah. He, he's a, cause you saw too, when they all lined up to greet Picard and Riker, you know, they all were at attention, no smiles. Yep. And she said, like, there'll be no smiles. You know, the, this guy is a by the book. He said, I like order. He didn't like Riker's jazz that he had programmed into the ship. He's like, no, yeah. I like structure. I like order. I like discipline. So he's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. For now. He took a lot of digs at them, though. Oh, I'm sorry, a tremendous he- number. You might find this inspection boring, and they're like, "Why would we find it boring?" Oh, well, we won't be engaging in any battles or blowing things up or causing explosions. You know the things you guys always seem to do everywhere you go. Man, I can't wait for the next episode. I really can't wait to see where the story goes this season. I'm so pumped for it. Well, I was nervous at first, but you had watched it because, like, it says part one the next generation. I was like, Oh shit. Is this a two parter that, you know, it wasn't, on, but. It, it, I mean, there were, to me, it was not a, like to be continued cliffhanger. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to be episodic. So next week is going to be the continuation of what we just saw this week, which is the ship appears. And so now we're going to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I took it as well. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think like the third episode will probably be called part three. And then the fourth episode will be called part four. We'll find out. Yes, we will. All right. The Last of Us. I love ah. this show. Was, was this episode six? I forget. Um, yes. Yes. We ended with um, Joel and Ellie burying uh, Sam and Henry. Yep. And this opens up with, with Sam kind of with Henry killing Sam. And then it's three months later. Um, <laughs> which I'm glad that they did because, you know, Kansas city to Wyoming on foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. We, you know, we see the cabin and, and the guy gets in the cabin, you know, and he's, he's uh, taking his coat off and this and that. And his wife is in the rocking chair, which I see her all. I think it was the show Northern <laughs> exposure. <laughs> that she was plays the same character in everything she's in. That yeah. was so great. Um, yeah. just, she, he's like, you made him soup. Well, yeah, they yeah. were hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were. There's a girl with him. Come on. And then she pops up. Okay. Well, coming downstairs. No. And she runs downstairs anyways. Yeah. Like she's like, he has a gun and she's like, why didn't you get a gun? It's all the way over there. It's all the way over there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where are we? And point, you better point to the same place that your wife pointed to. Did you lie to him? No. Are you lying to me right now? Maybe. Like, I love that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just I enjoyed their whole interactions together. And and and, you know, you know, don't go to this river. That's where all the dead bodies are. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I liked. Uh, well, you found a, You found a great place out here in the middle of nowhere. And she's just like. And she's like, yeah, I didn't want to come here. 
You know, like I just I liked the uh, the, and I do like the throwback later on because of course they head out, they get um the, the towards Jackson and like the horseback people show up, and you know they have the dog that apparently can sniff out the virus that can't detect it in Ellie, so that's that's positive. Yes. And yeah. um, he's like, you know, I'm looking for my brother Tommy. And I, I like how Ellie was just like, oh, yeah, you got a couple of 90-year-olds shaking in their boots in a cabin in the middle. You know, like mm-hmm. – and Joel's like, don't be so disrespectful. And I don't know. I, I, it was a quick episode because it was all character building. We, we got to see Tommy again. We got to learn who Tommy is, how he's changed. We got to meet that he's married. We got to meet this town and how this town functions. I like that Joel's like, oh, so you, she, she explains the dichotomy of the town. He's like, oh, so you guys are communists. Yeah. And Tommy's, and Tommy's like, Tommy's oh, like, no. No, no, no. And she's like, yeah, no, yeah, we are. This is a commune. We're, we're absolutely communists. Yeah. Yeah. And Tommy looked offended at that point. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, Tommy, from what I gather, has always been a follower. He follows. He followed the military. He followed his brother to boss. He follow, 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 follow the fireflies. Now he's following her. You know his wife and everything. I just, yep. You know you have whatever her name is Maggie or Mary, whatever it is, telling Rio. Oh, Ria is that her name? Maria. Oh, Maria. Okay, I knew it was an M name. Maria telling Ellie like about Sarah. Oh, that was you know that's Joel's daughter or you know. Uh, the only person that you can't, the only person you have to fear turning on you is the one you trust the most or something like that. Like, yeah, the only people who can betray you are the ones betray you, trust. you are the ones you trust. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, which makes sense because nobody else can betray you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's by definition. We see Joel having anxiety attacks. Yes. You know, when, because the stress is getting to him. Yep. Um, his frank conversation with his brother about how I'm not as strong as I once was. I'm weak. I'm tired. I can't do the things I used to do. Uh, you know, he tells her she's immune. Mm-hmm. Like I saw her get bit myself. It's been months. She's not sick. She's, you know, we need to the get the dog you know, didn't smell anything on her. The dog didn't smell it. You know, like we need to get her to, you know, where the fireflies are because they can try to help synthesize her blood and make a cure. That's what, that's what I'm doing. You know, um, but I, I like how to take her. I like how Ellie told him that as well, how she tried to yes. do it to Sam. And he didn't he wasn't like, oh, that was stupid. He was just like, yeah. it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. But it also had been three months. So emotionally, he wasn't like, well, that was so dangerous. It's been right. three months. Yeah. You know, but like him telling her, like, you know, about tests and, you know, I. I she had this 14 year old girl had to kill a kid that I, that got the, the jump on me because I can't hear out of one of my ears and I'm older than I used to be. Yeah. I had to watch a, a man kill his son to save her because I couldn't get to my, you know, like just all these things. And you're like, Oh, 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 like it's taking its toll on him and he can't deal with it anymore. And he goes to talk yeah. to Ellie and she's get pissed off. She's like, do you even care about me? And he's like, well, of course I do, but I won't admit more than that. You know, and then he says something real shitty to her and, and they're going to go their separate ways. Well, dude, the moment she was because she found out about his daughter for the yeah. first time, because yes. she's never gotten a chance to talk to anybody who knows him. And yeah. she saw those memorials for Kevin and for Sarah. Yeah. And Maria's like, oh, no, Sarah was Joel's daughter. And that moment, she's just like, oh, that explains a lot. And then she says, I'm not your daughter. And he's like, stop. Yeah. Not another word. But and I think I was pushes it. 
Yeah. But I was pissed at Joel for like, you don't know what loss is. Really? Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Like, that's horseshit. Everyone knows what loss is at this point, except maybe anyone that was born in the last 10 years. Exactly. And he's he's taking it personally. And he just came off the whole fact that, you know, his brother wouldn't come with him, you know, that yeah. he's going to have to abandon her. So and he's doing the age thing. You know, I've been around yeah. years. I know what loss is. He yeah. had to just relive the fact like he was he told Tommy. Tess is fine. She's okay because and he then, still wasn't ready to deal with it. And then he, but had then he did to. tell her later. Yeah. Yep. yeah she's so dead. he had to relive that. And he's just like, yeah, I failed all these people. And then she brings up his daughter and he's like, nope, nope. I'm already a failure for everything else. I am not. Nope. So yeah, he lashed out at her and he was a dick about it. Um, well, and then, you know, earlier in the episode when they just first leave the cabin and he has his first kind of anxiety attack and she's just, she says to him, Remember, you can't die on me because I'll be fucked. Yeah. You know, and that's when she says to him later, like, you know, I know what loss is. Everyone I've ever cared about has either died or left me except you. And now you want to leave me. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, she 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 loves him. He loves her. She kind of has expressed how she feels without saying that he got defensive and ran away. Um, it, it I did told the I'm not your father. You're not my daughter. Yeah, I did like the end where they go out and she's like, oh, were you saying goodbye? And he's like, no, I came out of steal a horse. But that was a half an hour ago. And so I was <laughs> like, I would have given you one, you know, like just kind of not. I would have given you one. Yeah. He's like, but that was a half hour ago. And, and now I'm thinking, you know, you do have the right to decide who's going to take you <laughs> passes the bag to him. You know, like, let's yep. go. Yep. Um, I do like, well, that was a quick and easy five days. Like I, I have no problem with that because you're right. I don't need to see them trudge along for five days. Maybe they run into some more of the, of the infected. Maybe they don't like, I like that. We're kind of getting the meat and potatoes, you know, they, they get to this laboratory at the university there. Yep. And there's a map saying everyone's in, in Utah. Yep. So, and of course the Raiders show up. Just four of them. So it wasn't like a big, you know, this wasn't an army looking for them. This was just four dudes who were out on a scouting run and yeah. were like, let's go find what supplies we can. Um, this, uh, one of the things like they're in snowy times now, you know, the snowy yes. area. And you saw that like some areas had more snow than others. Well, um, higher elevations where they yeah. are in the, yeah. And the thing is, um, fungus doesn't do so well in cold like that. So that's why they're probably not seeing a lot of infected out here. You know, and like Tommy said, they pop up every now and then, but they're easy pickings. You know, they're just kind of scattered here and there. Yep. So I, I attributed it to that. Uh, it was very interesting. I was telling Julia, like I've played the intro to that game, like a thousand times. I've only beaten it twice. So the late game stuff, I'm a little sketchier on, but I do remember them riding up on that, um, the university and the lab that they had there. And dude, some of those shots were again, shot for shot from the game. That's um, cool. Her, her sitting in the window, reading that diary was a shot for shot. Um, there's a lot of stuff here that was spot on, but the, the university, there was Raiders that showed up. But then of course, like they said earlier episodes, there was gameplay and there was a lot of right. gameplay. So there was a lot of shootouts, a lot of fighting, and I've been waiting for this moment 
um, because this was a pivotal moment in the game. And so? my buddy John and I were talking about it and we were like, when are they going to do this? Are they going to do it justice? So as they're fighting there, like Ellie almost gets jumped and Joel gets into a fist fight with one of the Raiders and the two of them tumble out of a broken, like one of the walkways is broken. And so they tumble out down onto the ground, like two stories and Joel gets impaled on a piece of rebar. And that's, they did a twist on that with the bat that broke and he got impaled. And I'm like, Oh, the, the, him falling off the horse like that again, spot on shot for shot. Um, and they're also kind of teasing us because on the scenes for next week's episode, we're getting Ellie's backstory now. Like how I'm guessing she got bit the first time, her time in the academy. She had said she'd been in the mall before. We're seeing we're seeing that now. According yeah, to this which for next week. Gameplay wise was never in the original game. It was all it was a pack that came later on and you could pay like three bucks or something. It was it was a short version of the game, but yeah, you got to see her backstory. So yeah, it looks like that's all we're getting this next episode. So we have like seven, eight, and nine. We have three episodes left. It's too not enough. It's not enough. Oh, it's so good yeah. though. The show's so good. The behind the scenes afterwards, I liked. Like the guy said, he said that that one scene where Joel and Ellie had it out in the room. He was like, that is a, that is a fixed game that is seared in people's brains. That was one that we had to do exactly as it was. No changing, no adapting, just fucking right spot on. But he also said uh, they did make it their own, you know? Yes. Yep. So (laughs) I was a little disappointed. Um, the, uh, the university, I believe it was the university. When you get there, um, it wasn't just these, there were also giraffes there. Um, oh, that's wild funny. animals. Cause yeah, uh, I think it was there, but I specifically remember Ellie, like seeing giraffes and be like, Oh my God. And like patting one of them on the nose. So yeah, such a great show. So good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really digging it. Really, Me really too. digging it. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. That's the, the other thing. Um, not that it matters. Wife and I watched the first episode of uh, American Idol. The new season's back. So. Oh wow! I didn't think that was still going. Huh. Yeah, we do enjoy Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan together. So they're they're a good they're a good combo of people. Cool. So well, that's good. Yeah. Anyhow, I don't have anything else. I was looking at my notes. I don't think I do either. All right. Well, um, you can find me on the uh, on the old Twitter machine. I'm Superstar Mel. I am the Quantum Geek G33K. That is our show. Talk to you next week.